The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. I'm your host, Tim Ash, president of Site Tuners, and this week it is my great pleasure to have a returning guest on our show. Uh, my good friend and one of the smartest online marketers I know, David Zatella. Now, David is the CEO of Clicks Marketing, and he is also the host here on Webmaster Radio of his own program, PPC Rockstars. And actually, he's not a bad uh, lead guitar player when he's playing the blues. <laughs> David, welcome to the show. Thank you, Timothy. I appreciate it. And, and uh, high praise coming from you. Uh, well, uh, you know, one, I know that uh, we always have a, a lot to talk about, but uh, I understand that uh, recently you've joined the ranks of the masochist, I mean, uh, author of this world uh, by writing your, your first book. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, yes. Uh, and Masochistic, it was, uh, it was uh, published in November, uh, November 09, and the title of the book is, is Customers Now with a long subtitle that I won't bore you with. Uh, but the the uh, topic of the book is PPC content advertising, advertising on the PPC content networks, and and goes in mainly into detail about uh, advertising on Google AdWords content network as well as a smaller network called AdsDAC. Mm-hmm. And you know that's something that uh, many of uh, our listeners may not be familiar with. Normally, you kind of you know what search engine optimization is. You know, pay per click and that whole game. And somebody's probably seen that tab in their AdWords account and said, "Yo, I'll play with this content network stuff." But they usually give it up because they don't really understand it too well. Can you just give us a primer on how uh, these content ad network ads work? Sure. So content ads uh, appear on websites, not on the search results page, but websites. And these are websites that are participating in Google's uh, AdSense program. And Yahoo and Microsoft have a similar program where the site owner wants to monetize the content uh, through a very easy mechanism, places ads uh, from Google, in this case, on their website by just pasting a little chunk of JavaScript and automatically uh, ads show up. Now, so the, basically, it's, it's kind of like those those uh, little blocks of ads that you see on many websites and blogs, uh, etc. But they're still the exactly same right. format. They're kind of a, a column, usually, or a row of text ads and look very much like the PPC ads on the right side of a search results page. That's correct. And, and in addition to that, they can be... Uh, non-text ads, banner ads, either static or animated or even video ads. Um, So you're right that uh, some advertisers have probably noticed that uh, their ads are being served to uh, these these web pages. In fact, that's what happens by default when an advertiser creates a new uh, AdWords or or 
uh, Yahoo or Microsoft campaign. And uh, my advice is that, uh, number one, uh, search and content campaigns should never be mixed. Uh, in other words, the same keywords and the same ads should never be served to the content, content network as the search network. So okay. go ahead. Hey, now, is that, um, do they influence each other? If you have them both in the same account, is there any kind of interaction with regard to keeping a history of your click-through rates or performance, or are they treated by Google as completely separate types of uh, campaigns? Well, that's a good question. Uh, unfortunately, they are, uh, the, the, the data for each of the types of campaigns, uh, the data is rolled up so that, uh, for example, at the top level of looking at data, uh, the click-through rate is the average of the search campaigns and the content campaigns, uh, but th that that's uh, the, the, the expert PPC campaign manager doesn't want it that way. They want to have it separate because the uh, that's one metric, for example, among, among several others uh, that is apt to be very different between search and content, so it should be separated and monitored separately. Okay, so create a separate account uh, or, or at a minimum a separate campaign, but uh, you, would you suggest just a separate account for your content network? Campaign? No, not, not necessarily. They can co uh, the, the campaigns can coexist in the same account, and it's usually most convenient to do it that way. Uh, they just should not be in the same campaign. So, so uh, best practice number one is uh, search and content should, I'm going to say never, never be in the same campaign. They should always be separated into uh, uh, at least two different campaigns. Okay. Now, you also mentioned that these are just completely different uh, experiences, apples and bowling balls, in terms of their performance, impression, impressions, click-through rates, and, uh, and so on. Uh, can you talk about... What's typical? I know that I'm sure that varies all over the place, but what are typical differences between the two in terms of just the metrics when you monitor them inside the, the dashboard? Well, let's talk about the differences uh, in the best practices first and then lead to that. The, 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 difference, the, the major differences in the best practices are, uh, number one, the keyword lists should never be the same. Uh, I might say almost never, but uh, let's, for the purposes of, of uh, this short discussion, let's say never. In other words, the keyword lists of a search ad group, uh, as, as most PPC advertisers know, uh, tells Google, please show my ad when someone uses a search query that matches one of the keywords in this list. The keywords in a content ad group play a much different role. They're literally, literally telling Google, please show my ad on pages that contain all or most of these words. So you really have to think in terms of uh, what kind of pages do I want my ads appearing on, which is really all about what kind of target audience do I want to reach. So would it be fair to say that one is a specific, okay, you're typing in a keyword, you've shown an intent exactly for that keyword, whereas content network ads are being shown on thematically similar content sites. It's the theme yeah. that matters and not the exact match. That's correct. That's exactly right. So the, the uh, and, and by the way, that is the, uh, the main reason that most content advertisers have lost money in the past, because they've used the same uh, keywords in their content campaign as they've used in their search campaign, which, uh, as I go into detail in the book, um, causes the algorithm to kind of spray and pray the ads all over the web, uh, including websites that have no, uh, that, that are not visited by your target audience, 
despite the fact that people will click on the ads anyway and not convert. So it's all of these bad clicks, these uh, unqualified visitors that are burning up uh, most advertisers' money. So Yeah, so that's you, the reputation that you get is that there's a huge number of impressions, but the click-through rates are horrible, the conversion rates are even worse. I mean, that's kind of the typical first approximation of a pay-per-click person trying to run a content campaign. There, is that that's fair? That's exactly right. Oh, yeah, definitely. So you, you, you've also hit on uh, another uh, best practice and another reason that uh, some succeed and some fail, and that is um, low click-through rates are to be expected, and, and it's, it's pretty much okay because of the fact that, remember, uh, the people that are looking at the ads are not searching. They're not uh, in a mode of, I need to find some specific information, let's say, uh, while researching a potential purchase. So um, you're, you're apt to get lower click-through rates on, under those circumstances. But that's okay because the ones that do click on the ads, if the advertiser does their job right, uh, are, are qualified uh, um, converters, so, which leads us to the, the second best practice, which is uh, the ads themselves for content campaigns should be very different from the search ads. Uh, search ads are really just demand satisfaction. They are uh, reaction to a search where the searcher has very clearly uh, demonstrated by virtue of the search term uh, what their intent is. Whereas uh, on content, uh, in content campaigns, the ads are being displayed uh, in the hopes that they can distract attention away from the main content of the page to the ad. So the ads really have to scream, they have to jump off the page, they have to attract attention, and uh, uh, frequently acknowledge the fact that the, the person viewing the ad is not in research mode for a potential purchase, but just needs to be nudged over to the site. And, uh, okay, so, so, go ahead. so, so again, I, we're, we're going to have to take a break here for our sponsors, but when we come back, I want to explore that a little more, how the editorial tone of your copywriting has to be radically different to succeed in an in a online campaign. And I also want to know when the heck you're going to move from Kentucky to a more civilized <laughs> place where they don't brew alcohol by the gallon. Uh, we'll be back right after these words. This is LPO, <laughs> Landing Page Optimization. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. 
Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the Ecom Experts. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And this week, we're continuing our discussion with uh, David Zatella from Clicks Marketing. We've been talking about content networks and how traffic from them is very different than your typical pay-per-click kind of visitor. Uh, David, you had mentioned that you know, the main purpose of a page uh, that shows a content ad is to show content. Uh, they might be trying to monetize it on the side with these ads but that you really have to scream to get the attention off the content and onto the ad. Can you give us some examples of how the copywriting style might, might uh, change in a content campaign? Sure. Um, you know, there are certain words that, uh, that actually uh, uh, pop off the page. Um, words like, uh, uh, wow, or uh, you're missing something. You know, words that really operate at an emotional level. Uh, so some of the examples I give in the book are, uh, I think my favorite is, um, your dog may be dying. You know, basically, <laughs> you know, your dog, nice. your, your dog may be dying and you won't find out unless you click on this ad. You know, so yeah. basically, uh, it's an alarming image that, uh, that's, that, that really attracts the eye and, uh, you know, the call to action is very clear. Uh, now, now, the good news is that you have a lot more latitude. The advertiser has a lot more latitude to use uh, uh, kind of uh, superlatives and, uh, and shouting words, uh, imperatives, I should have said, uh, because of the fact that you don't have to worry about keywords matching ad text. That is one aspect of uh, the, the nuts and bolts of an ad group that, that an advertiser does not have to worry about. So... I advise advertisers to really use a lot of latitude and test a lot of different messages to see which ones really grab attention. So you're really decoupling the kind of keywords you want to appear under from what your ad has to say. That's right. And so that, like you say, gives you a lot more freedom uh, and, and you should exercise it. Uh, would it be also fair to say that uh, the uh, this kind of sensationalist tone is, is almost required to, to be heard over the content of the page? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, if you think about the typical search ad, uh, uh, and and most search ads are are pretty boring. Um, they they're along the lines of 
Oh, Blue Widgets. We have Blue Widgets. Buy our Blue Widgets. BlueWidgets.com. Big selection of Blue Widgets. Free shipping on Blue <laughs> that's Widgets. That's right. That's right. You know, which is fine on a search page where, where the uh, person viewing the ad is really looking for Blue Widgets because that's what they use as the search term. But it's absolutely insufficient for a content page. Uh, you know, the, the, the content ad for Blue Widgets would say something like, um, you know, Blue Widgets exploding. That's right. Blue, some blue widgets explode. CYRs don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this seems like the same kind of sensational copywriting that uh, is commonly used on, say, Twitter, where you're barraged with a stream of information. So you look for things like, oh, my God, or check this out, or right. seven secrets to, and, and uh, you know, I, uh, thing, things like that that just really grab your attention. Exactly. Exactly. And by the way, the the um, the the book really advises, and I advise advertisers to start to get comfortable with non-text ads because if you think about it, you you have an opportunity to grab attention uh, with more power, with more vigor, if you use a, a banner ad or especially an animated banner ad. But I want to ask you about that because I mean, just personally, I, and they, it seems like this has been the case for years and years and years, banner ads have been tuned out. I mean, there's this banner blindness that everybody talks about. And what you're advocating is going back to banner ads on content pages. Well, that just seems like a giant leap backwards into the 90s. Well, you know, that, that's that's a very valid point. Um at the same time, uh, the data shows that people will click on these ads and they will convert. I mean, I've got plenty of data showing, uh, you know, our clients getting 50% of their conversions from content ads, from, from great uh, uh, eye-catching banner ads, and converting at uh, conversion rates that are equal to, to search campaigns. And the reason is, if you think about it, uh, if the ad is targeted to a particular site's audience then the ad isn't viewed as much of an intrusion as it is part of the editorial. In other words, uh, the, the example I always give, I, I was in the, the uh, enthusiast magazine business early in my career, and we would, uh, we would survey the readers and ask them what editorial they liked best in the magazine. Well, one year we decided to put ads into that mix. We, we decided to say, you know, rank all of the, the departments and article types that you love in the magazine, and we included the advertisements as one of those elements. The ads consistently ranked uh, within the top three, and it turned out that they really liked the ads because they were really into the subject, and they saw the ads as, as providing as much information and news as the articles. So again, if, 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 the, article, if the ad is designed uh, to appeal to the target audience uh, in a way that, that you know, satisfies a need or solves a problem, um, then, you know, it's it's more likely to be viewed as, or on average, let's say, viewed as uh, augmenting the content than uh, being an ob obnoxious detraction from the content. Okay, and uh, just to clarify for everybody, so these basically come in two varieties, a stacked uh, block of text ads or a horizontal block of text ads, and in either case, they have a, set, a fixed kind of outside dimension, and you can, instead of running one little text ad, you have to kind of buy the whole block and That's run right. a, a, a visual banner ad of the of the of those dimensions. Is that that is correct? Right? Absolutely. Okay. So you so you were going to pay more. You're going to pay the cost per click of running five vertical text ads to get one vertical banner ad. Right. Although it's not exactly five x. In other words, uh, the way to think of it is really I've got to bid it high enough that I'm in position number one. 
Okay. Okay. So, so it's I, not always five x the amount of definitely not. Or, definitely or not. The top ad. Very good. Okay, well, great. We're going to take another break uh, for our sponsors. And when we come back, I want to really focus on the landing page. So you set this expectation upstream. What happens when they get there and how do you convert these visitors? This is LPO, Landing Page Optimization. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization in just a moment. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Are you tired of standing around while everyone gets rich? Want to be an affiliate marketer that makes six figures online every month? Then let me introduce you to MediaBuyersCoach.com. MediaBuyersCoach.com, recently launched by Carl Fiorentino and Will Hamerl, will give you the tools and the knowledge that will make you money. They've been training affiliates for over five years now and are experts in their field. If you haven't been approved by a CPA network, then get approved through our own CPA network. If you're new to affiliate marketing or want to expand into other areas, let Carl and Will at MediaBuyersCoach.com give you the tools to begin and the knowledge to succeed. Sign up and start making money today at MediaBuyersCoach.com. That's MediaBuyersCoach.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And as part of our continuing conversation with uh, David Zatella, we're talking about content networks and how to make content network traffic convert. Now, David, let's switch to the landing page. I know a subject also near and dear to your heart. What has to change on the landing page from a typical pay-per-click experience in order to improve conversion from content traffic? Well, um, let's reflect back on the fact that, uh, unlike with search, the person that clicks on the ad uh, w- was not in the buying mode or the converting mood uh, when they clicked on the ad. They saw something that uh, distracted their attention. Uh, you-, you could characterize their motivation or their attitude as mild curiosity uh, as opposed to the searcher who might be shopping for, for a gift where there's, a, there's a, a, almost a time-bound uh, intent on their part. So the, the, the person clicking on an ad with mild curiosity uh, might convert better if they land on a page that uh, doesn't force a, a, uh, a hard uh, conversion decision, but rather eases the 
site visitor into the buying funnel or the conversion funnel. So, for example, uh, someone clicking on an ad that uh, promises a wide selection of uh, Valentine's Day gifts uh, might do better to uh, if they're if they're clicking on an ad on a content page. Uh, they might convert better if the landing page doesn't try to rush them to the purchase, but rather says, um, uh, sign up for our, our, our uh, daily newsletter on Valentine's Day gift ideas, or uh, give us your, your address and we'll mail you our beautiful glossy catalog of Valentine's Day gifts. Um, so kind of eases them into the idea of buying from the site rather than expecting the site to uh, or the visitor to convert right away. Right. So would it be fair to say that it's really uh, – your mild curiosity, as they put it, they're in a more casual browsing mood, and they don't even have a strong intent to do your ultimate conversion action. So not only don't force them to do it, but does it make sense to actually have a different conversion goal, maybe a less threatening Less imposing conversion goal instead of buy, get our catalog or yeah, that's sign, exactly up, sign up for our e newsletter. So, really, uh, get them earlier in the funnel and cultivate them for longer. That's exactly what I'm saying. Now, another thing I want to, I want to point out is that, um, and then I go, I'm, I'm actually writing a, another book for uh, your publisher, Wiley, that'll come out in May, where I go into more detail about this. And you name is, dropper. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the. Um, and that is that uh, one of the great things about content advertising is uh, the site owner knows more about the visitor than they know about the search visitor. Uh, and okay, so what do they know? Well, they know that uh, they know about the site that the visitor visited. They know kind of what uh, product category or uh, subject matter category the site falls into. Uh, they can actually infer a little bit more about the gender, about the race, about the location. Uh, they can infer a lot of things. So I think that uh, uh, it's quite possible that content advertisers will usher in a new era that you will certainly write about in a future book, which is uh, an era where the, the landing page experience is customized for every single visitor. So the landing page morphs itself into... Uh, a form that is uh, receptive to the visitor because the landing page contains elements that are driven by what uh, the site owner or the software behind the site knows about the visitor. So really, this is the same kind of thing that, uh, say, Magnify 360 is working on and a lot of the sophisticated content management systems that as soon as the visitor shows up, you can make assumptions about them, but then refine that through their actions. So there's no such thing as publishing or broadcasting or everybody seeing the same message. It's going to be tailored down to the individual level. I don't know if you ever saw that Minority Report movie, but Tom Cruise is walking around and all the ads uh, that appear as he walks in public places call him by name and, and try to seduce him. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I reference that movie all the time. You know, Some people cringe at the thought, but that's the way the world is heading. Uh, and, and also, um, I encourage uh, listeners to pick up a book, actually, that turned into a book series uh, that started with the, the original book called The One-to-One -One Future by Don Peppers, that, mm -hmm. uh, that actually just predicted the, the uh, evolution of mass marketing to one-to-one -to -one marketing and uh, uh, predicted uh, or presaged a lot of what we're talking about now. Yeah, that's one of those cornerstone books uh, that, that everybody should have on their bookshelf. The one-to-one -one future, I believe, is called, right? That's right. And then uh, also, the, you also, I want to 
touch back on the copywriting aspect and uh, what you're trying to get someone to do. Eugene Schwartz is probably the seminal authority on copywriting back 40, 50 years ago, wrote about depending on what they know about your product, you have to write your headlines differently. Are you familiar with his work? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'll definitely look into it. Uh, one of the things he says is that uh, you know if you if it's a known product and it's a known segment and you know what the expectation is, then it basically comes down to price or delivery terms. But it, it, the real art of a copywriter comes in earlier in the process, which is to try to get somebody to hook into uh, a, a very deep need and a problem that they have. And, and uh, in other words, you can't just make up new products. You have to latch in onto existing strong forces and so he says how do you tie the satisfaction of their problem to your product and that's mm-hmm. a much more creative exercise higher up in the funnel absolutely uh, great point this this new book is coming out from uh wiley the same as my publisher and as long as we're comparing masochism thresholds i'm working right now with rich page on the second edition of my book at landing page optimization that'll be significantly expanded now in about a year uh but uh, as far as your comment i'm not going to do any more at least not for uh-huh. a while after that i've, I've uh, heard i've heard that before too okay uh well <laughs> uh i'm saying that sober since i don't drink uh, uh, we'll see this is, so david can you tell us a little bit about upcoming shows that you're going to be doing or uh, how we might uh hear more of this message and tell us more about the book and uh how that's going to be available well, I'm about to embark on a, on a, a speaking season, which may kill me, uh, starting with, I believe, uh, SES London in uh, February uh, and uh, going through the SMXs and the SESs and uh, an e-retailer, AdTech, uh, and a couple more, oh, PDX um, uh, in, in Portland, uh, SEM PDX in Portland. Uh, so, uh, just about everywhere. <laughs> hey, hey, who needs sleep when you can have frequent flyer miles instead? Exactly, exactly. And um, I also want to mention, uh, just joining the faculty of Market Motive. Market Motive is a great uh, resource for um, uh, people that want to get up to speed on SEM, SEO-related topics uh, very quickly, but very uh, deeply. Um, so Market Motive provides uh, uh, training resources and certification resources for SEO, SEM people. Well, I think that it actually goes beyond that. It's uh, more broadly online marketing and all aspects of uh, conversion as well. I know that uh, right. Brian Eisenberg has been involved with that for a long time. Very high quality uh, content uh, that's uh, edited and put together by Michael Stebbins and John Marshall. Uh, highly right. recommended. If, if you're not aware of Market Motive, check it out. Truly. And uh, then there's my, uh, my little uh, radio show uh, on Webmaster Radio called PPC Rockstars. Uh, you're too modest with your little radio show and your 30,000-plus Twitter followers. Uh, this guy I have on the show is a PPC rock star, and that's why he gets to call his show that. I'm so blushing. <laughs> yeah, that color looks good on you. <laughs> well, thank you again, my friend. Uh, this has been another edition of LPO Landing Page Optimization. Tune in next time for more thought provoking conversation with top people in conversion improvement.